0: The following program, The Kitchen Table Progressives, is sponsored by The Kitchen Table Progressives, and to the extent applicable, their guests. The views and opinions expressed therein do
1: not necessarily reflect those of Newsweb Radio Company or its management.
0: Welcome to Kitchen Table Progressive. Paul Richardson here, inviting you to join us around the table for an hour of casual conversation on law, civics, and politics driving the current issues. Where the menu is progressive and the table minerals are unapologetically liberal. On the program this week, if I may say so, Donald Trump is a convicted racist, rapist, a proven fraud and slanderer, who was so unhealthy that he couldn't run across the street if he was on fire. And this is who the Republicans are going to nominate to take all of your rights away? A smelly orange fart? I'm just saying. It's all true, right? He's smelly. Even Evan King-Singer says he's smelly. He is a convicted rapist, or hes he's been found liable. But if anybody thinks he's less guilty of rape than O.J. Simpson was of murder, well, I'm happy to have that conversation. Uh, oh. And by the way, O.J. Simpson survived a criminal trial. Donald Trump didn't even do that. Anyway, on the program this week, Trump loses immunity immunity appeal in the D.C. Circuit circuit Court. Uh, Unanimously, uh, the three-judge panel found against him that he does not have immunity, although they did say that he may have had uh, um, some immunity within the scope of his office, but he was way outside the description of his office. By doing what, I ask? By, by, what was he outside? What was he doing that was so outside the scope of his office? But, you know, it, he may have some immunity within the scope of his office, even after he's not president, but he was way out of the scope of his office. But by doing what, pray That's what I wanted to know. Fill in the blank? Like causing an Insurrection? Inciting an insurrection, maybe—is what was that outside the scope of his office? I wonder. I wonder what they meant by that. Anyway, Special Counsel Robert Hur sideswipes Biden's mental faculties while uh, saying that he had done nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's, While clearing him of wrongdoing, he sideswipes his mental faculties, saying he's a, a stodgy old man, apparently, who can't remember anything or whatever, uh, in, in retaining the classic di- classified documents, which turned out to be, apparently, uh, the majority of which, if not all, were his own personal notes that he kept as vice president, his own, his own personal notes. Those were the classified documents that he withheld, his own personal notes, and therefore had them at his residence because that 's where you would take them. but these were not anything near the same kind of and the and the special counsel Robert Hurt, says that they were not at all the same kind of case he says that, but first he swipes them right he takes a swipe at him, it says that his his mental factors because that's what he knew was politically relevant is to to uh, do that yeah that was uh I'm sorry. You know what, Merrick Garland, I think needs to go. I'm happy for him to stick around to the end of this term, but I would th- I would like for President Biden, when he's reelected, to simply say, you know, how about we have somebody else next time, uh, Merrick? Do you, remember how we got Merrick Garland? Yeah, o- Obama nominated him for the for the Supreme Court, but. Why did Obama nominate Merrick Garland? He was the chief judge of the D.C. Circuit Court because he asked Orrin Hatch when Antonin Scalia died, who could I nominate? That you all, that being the Republican Senate, who you all would would confirm? And Orrin Hatch, Republican Senator, said, "Oh, Merrick Garland." <laughs> okay, so Merrick Garland's kind of a he's kind of friendly. He's kind of friendly to the Republican side. Okay, well, that was a weird one. We'll, we'll see about that. Um, his, Do you remember when, uh, when Ronald Reagan, uh, ha, it was suggested he might have Alzheimer's, which he did? And by the way, Ron Reagan Jr., whom I've met, uh, of course, he didn't say this when I met him, but he has said openly that the family knew that President Reagan had, was developing Alzheimer's near the end of his first term. So he had it in his second term. And the right wing went out of their flipping minds. If anybody su- will even suggest that maybe Ronald Reagan is not quite fit for office, that he would lose him. Well, how many times did he say in the Iran Contra hearings, well, I don't recall. <laughs> I mean, and Joe Biden doesn't remember. Uh huh. Ronald Reagan said, I don't recall. Uh, that was kind of like taking the fifth. Well, I don't recall. That's about all he said was, I don't recall. And uh, Republican. Republicans just went out of their gourds, thinking that oh, if you suggest that he has Alzheimer's, which he did, and that's what he died of. Well, you're just so unpatriotic. Okay, outraged That anybody. With you. It was this, yeah. How outrageous! Black. But Republicans continue to preserve the Republicans continue to, preserve, to preserve, preserve the border controversy, uh, thinking that's that's going to help them in the election. I really don't think it's going to. I think that it's going to backfire on them. Uh, that they are actually obstructing any uh, any pa- passage of any legislation that would would make things better down at the border. Uh, that's pretty much they've always it's the same thing with abortion they wanted to keep abortion uh, as their issue and then when they got their way well then it became the issue on the other side didn't it (laughs) and that's what they're running from now but the Supreme Court dances around the Colorado ballot question with Trump okay listen I want to I I was listening to a family meeting and I, I, I have there's a couple callers or at least one caller I want to call out and that would be Steve from the Gold Coast because he's very knowledgeable and hopefully if, his, if he's not uh, focused on the game, he will call in and his phone will work long enough because here's the issue I have with some of what Steve said. And he's he's uh, he's got a PhD. I don't. He's got a PhD in political science. I do not. But I will challenge this. This is, not prevent- this is not preventing Trump from running for office at all. The question isn't whether it's preventing Trump from running for office. And it's not, the question also isn't, uh, whether this is this will result in one state determining the outcome of, election, of the election. The question the court should be considering is the question of powers, because that's what the Constitution is about. Is the state of Colorado within its powers as a state to exclude a candidate from the ballot? Yes. They can exclude a candidate because the Constitution says that the states shall so manage their, their own elections. And if any candidate for federal office, this is federal office, such as uh, a congressional, uh, the, the House of Representatives, a, con- a representative or a senator, may, they could be by, in a hearing for approved in a civil hearing civil uh, 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 by preponderance of the evidence that, for instance, this candidate was not of sufficient age. 25 for representatives, 30 for senators, 35 for president. Or they had not been a citizen of the United States for 7 or 9 or 14 years. Or, in the case of the president, they were not a natural-born citizen. This all need only be proved by a preponderance of the evidence. And, by the way, the individual not, need not be a party to the case because they're not being charged with anything. This is not, It really doesn't have so much to do with them as it is to do with the election law of the state. So it's not preventing Donald Trump or anybody from running for office. He can still run for office. And the other thing about whether or not this is a question of um, voter disenfranchisement, no, or whether he can, uh, if elected, serve. if ele- That's a different question. Those are legitimate questions, but they're different questions. This is about the question of the powers, because the Constitution is all about powers. And it starts out that way. In every section, sections one, two, and three, the three branches of the federal government says, the legislative power of the United States will be vested in uh, Congress with two houses. The executive power of the United States shall be vested in a president. And the judicial power of the United States shall be vested in a Supreme Court of inferior courts as Congress may ordain. Okay, so the 14th Amendment is also about powers. It's about powers of the federal government and the states. The states have powers too. They are there are four fundamental branches of government: the three branches of the federal government and the states. They are also powers; they're sovereign powers too. That are within within the powers of the union. And there's a supremacy. There, there's a supremacy of the union. But as long as the as long as the state powers are act within the Constitution. So where has Colorado not acted within the Constitution? They they have the power to. Uh, we know that they have the power to exclude some candidates from, from being on the ballot. By the way, uh, nobody has a right to run for president. You don't have a right. It's not a fundamental constitutional right. Trump can still run for president, and people could write him in. By the way, the state of Colorado, or any state, is not obligated to hold a ballot for president at all. None of the states are. We don't have a constitutional right to vote for president. The electors vote for president. And it has only been by, who do you think was the first president? Now, those who are big fans of the show, I know there's three or four of you out there. I know one, anyway, that listens every week. (laughs) Hello, dear one. Um, (laughs) uh, When do you think the first, who do you think the first president elected by uh, a vote of the where the electors were chosen by a vote of the majority of the people, of the citizens of the state. You think it was, well, we know that, those of you who are, well, I know that Washington was sort of appointed by the Congress. Was it John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, who? No, it was James A. Garfield was the first president, the 20th president to be, to be elected, uh, where the the electors were uh Chosen by a popular vote of the people in all of the states, the legislatures had decided that a popular vote would be how they would choose electors. The states can go back to do that, so uh, they don't have to hold a ballot have a ballot for president at all. They have to have a ballot for representatives in Congress. that's the way we used to be able to vote for only your only right to vote for a federal for federal office was was your representative in Congress. You couldn't even vote for your senator. That wasn't until 1913 and the the 17th Amendment. That was the first... Only then was you allowed to vote for your senators. Originally, the originalism is you could vote for your representative in Congress. That was it. So, but we can see that the states have the power to exclude somebody uh, from the ballot. Now, what about the the 14th Amendment, the Section 3 clause of insurrection? Well, it, it says... That no person who is engaged in insurrection shall serve engaged doesn't mean convicted so I keep hearing people say well you need know, a once in or fall once in a, up or down vote, was he guilty of it that wouldn't really matter so I, I was I was surprised that the justices didn't even ask the the, uh, the, the trump's counsel um, if if he were to be convicted uh, by Jack Smith in the DC case would would the states then be allowed to keep him from being on the ballot and I mean, what's what's the standard? Does it? I don't think it says it says Congress by a two thirds majority in both houses can remove the disability, but it doesn't say that only Congress can remove the disability. It only says that Congress can remove the disability with two thirds vote in both houses. It doesn't say who may impose the majority um, impose the disability upon the candidate. It's a disability. It's see, it's a disability. It's not a prevention, because. People can still write them in, and by the way, in the old days, um, you know, when, before we actually voted for president, the electors did it. And yeah, if there were the justices are worried about it causing chaos and oh, there'll be retaliation and the red states will start passing laws or doing things to eliminate Joe Biden. Well, they could do that anyway. They could change the way they uh, the, the way they choose electors to make it so that virtually it's certain that uh, the electors they choose will only vote for a Republican, the Republican candidate. They could do that. That's easy enough. They can hold a beauty contest for crying out loud and let the winner choose the electors. That, the Constitution doesn't say anything about how. It says the, each state shall, shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof shall uh, determine, decide, uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing that word, a number of electors. The, the, they shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may decide a number of electors. Direct as oh such uh, such manner as the legislature thereof may direct, a number of electors. Uh, the whole nut, which shall equal the whole number of senators and representatives, to which the cons- uh, the state shall be uh, uh, entitled in the Congress. So that's the way you vote. You don't have you still don't have a right to vote for president. So I don't see how that's now whether this is one state, uh, choosing the. Um, Having of the outcome of influencing or making the determination, I don't think so. I mean, we all, all the states have a, have their. Uh, the, by the way, of course, this has been brought up this week is the um, the court didn't seem to make that have that a problem with that in two thousand Bush versus Gore, when the court determined the how how Florida would go, the court decided how it would go. Otherwise, if Florida was not able to certify in time by the eighteenth of December in that particular year. Al Gore would have won 267 to 242. Just the 29 electoral votes for Florida just would not have been counted. And that's just, that's, that's fine too. Is that chaos? What was, what was January 6th? Wasn't that chaos? I mean, that's what we're we're talking about. Donald Trump was trying to, was create chaos and throw it into another constitutional provision, the 12th amendment. Presumably that's what his goal was. Isn't that chaos? And then, what, what about this? What if Trump were to be found guilty? Could some could states say, well, we don't care. We're, we're keeping him on the ballot. Who gets to say he has to be taken off the ballot? We'll talk more about this and some of the other issues uh, when we come back. Uh, it's 773-763-9278. 773-763-9278. Uh, we got all these issues on the table, and you're welcome to call and... And tell me what the score of the game is. The last I checked, it was uh, it was no, it was no score. We'll be right back. Okay, back here on Kitchen Table Progressive for a Super Bowl Sunday 2024, and that being the case, I thank I thank you, or both, those of you who are listening, and I extra thank those of you who are calling, and let's get right to the calls and talk to Jim from Chicago. How you doing, Jim? Hi, Paul. How are you? The
1: I'm minister good, yeah. turned back there. The barrister turned Dr. Welby has set off a series of polls and television. Is Biden lost his marbles? What it reminds me of when I was a kid, I used to teach school and take two friends down to West Madison Street. That was the skin row of Chicago for about 50 years. In fact, Richard Speck got caught, the guy that killed the eight got caught right across the street from this particular college that these guys used to go to. But I give it right down there. And there were more poles on that street. There was more poles on that street than they got poles in the United States. There were more fiber poles than you can imagine. Right. But anyway, my point is, my point is that Patty Power, uh, the uh, the number one bookie on the planet, Patty, it all comes out of Ireland. They're the greatest bookies uh, that ever lived. That's just in their genes. They got the race at. Trump is a is a slight favorite, at eight to five. Meaning, if you bet two dollars on Trump, you get back about three eighty. That would be the the most. If you mm-hmm. bet Biden, he's about two and a half to one. You might get six sixty back. So you get four sixty back if you bet two on Biden, and you get three eighty back if you bet on Trump. Now, that's those are the odds of last night. Now, oh, okay, wait a minute. Not, wait a minute stop, stop
0: a second. So. It- Okay, let me stop you there. So, if you bet two bucks on Biden, you, you your return is about four fifty.
1: Right, he's two and a half to one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, and and uh, oh, okay, and and Trump is a eight to five. Right, so that's three. Okay. you, you yeah, get three see, on you every. Multiply two, by three eighty. Yeah, you multiply. Yeah, you multiply. Yeah. Two, you multiply uh, two by eight divide by five and you get uh yeah, three dollars
1: three three and change and change. It depends yeah. on the way you know the, the most you get on a five eighty bet is three eighty. That's the most you can get on it. bet. Otherwise it goes to two to one. Anyway. Yeah. I played the horses all my life, Paul. <laughs> Please. Anyway, what I was gonna say is what's interesting is uh Moving ahead, oh no, here's here's, I talked to a uh, Republican strategist. He thinks that uh, Trump can get Arizona, Georgia, and Nevada. He thinks he can swing the election by electoral. He, he's positive he can get those three states. Now, I ar- argued with him, these odds were uh, absolutely a carbon copy of the 2020 election. Trump was a slight favorite. Biden was a little bit just same, almost almost identical four years ago. Yeah. Now, uh, as you say, I think Michigan's in our corner. And Wisconsin looks like at that effort that they put that Supreme Court on judge during the COVID, they got a ten percent turnout to put that mm-hmm. the Democratic judge on. They, but so that would lean. Yep. You would think that would lean Democratic, which is always a knife's edge there, anyway. But Georgia. Now unless they can unless they can stop Atlanta from voting somehow or those you know <laughs> they might have a chance there but Nevada I do not understand Nevada at all i I think nevada's been turning uh, going attending democratic or at least the last couple of uh, election cycles in Arizona don't they have a democratic governor there wasn't the wasn't wasn't that screwball beat the uh, the one that wants to be vice president? I can't give her name. But anyway, uh that's the Republican strategies that I had the unfortunate time of running into. But uh yeah, what uh, this uh, the it's uh, uh, ner- just the absolute nerve of this barrister to to, to, to dive into a, a uh Intro D L C X. Yeah. The nerve of the man the nerve of the man what to, to do that i i, I it didn't, it didn't mention it Didn't mention when did your son die now if somebody asked me that well my wife, my beloved wife died seventeen years ago my mother' twenty five if somebody asked me the day that my wife died or my i would not I, there'd be two hits me hitting them and them hitting the, uh, the floor. Ground. <laughs> well i don
0: 't see what what is what is its relevance to the case number one. Uh, and and what he remembers, uh, there's no. It's not up to the. Here's the thing. My problem. It's not up to the investigator or the prosecutor to uh, make an unprofessional determination about the p- potential defendant's mental state. That would actually be up to. And, and by the way, I don't know if this was true, but I've heard on the right wing radio that it's that it says or the that her said that oh, and I didn't charge him because he's such a uh, you know he's kind of a. A Dangly feeble old man. man. Old man. Well, well, wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. Hold on a second. That's not how it works. It's up to the defense counsel to say, "Okay, you charge my client, but he's a feeble old man, and he, and he really shouldn't be prosecuted." That's not up to the prosecutor. To you see, that is such a hit job, and such a—it's so unprofessional. That's why I say I think Merrick mm-hmm. Garland. You know, I'm sorry. Can you think of anything no, that Merrick Jones Garland is, is, is actually no, Donald
1: no, Trump. No, 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 no yeah Jones said the same thing he, he to, to let this guy loose like that was insane, but but think about it this way say you were in court, and this guy was your prosecutor. this guy is not only prosecuting you but he could tell you your mental disposition really you. I mean, he could tell you're either a darling old man or you're just a foolish person or you're just not all there you know, but he could he could describe it you know well which is absurd Well, if I, I'll tell you what on face. I would do.
0: If he said that in front of the jury, uh, I'd ask for a mistrial. I just say, I mean, if, he, if, if the if the if the if the judge doesn't say stricken that from the record, that I would preserve that. I'd say stricken from the record, you're And if he didn't, I'd say that would be one preservation for a mistrial. I'd say no. He said that in front of the jury, and, and the judge didn't stricken it from the record. So uh, that's just it's just so totally irresponsible. But it is a political hit job. It's it's the same. It's actually worse than Comey. I mean, Colby Me had a worse effect. It de- definitely had a, uh, but they were both. You know, I, I'm sorry. I just I don't have any regard for either one of them. I think the, yeah, both political
1: Yeah, acts. it's just a republic. It's just yeah. a Republican trick. But but I think we. I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll survive. But anyway, Paul, it, yeah. this game. This game sounds like a, it's a can of air so far. But anyway, you have okay. a great weekend. Thanks, Paul.
0: Thank, thank you, Jim. Yeah, yeah, have a great weekend. Okay, um, let's let's get to Dave. Um, make sure we have time to get Dave in here and have let it so he can say what
2: he wants to say. Dave, you there? Yeah, Paul. Well, yeah. you're hey, mentioning Dave. about uh, with, uh, we were talking about like with that uh, Colorado and stuff yeah. and like you brought up about Florida and others I said, you know, with the Supreme Court that time cut it down early and and engage and appointed the, uh appointed uh, george w uh, uh, by, uh, by, george by uh, about 600 votes yeah. Okay. yeah and and now you know they're on that case that so they're stepping in you know to stop you know the colorado and they're only doing it for one person and not one state one person donald trump you yeah? know and uh yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the funny thing the like uh, and here's the, here's the real question. Where exactly where do, guys, states do states rights states stop? If on abortion well, they rule is a state issue. And the federal government can't override, can't override states' rights. In Trump's case it's a federal issue and states have no rights to change that. So where exactly is the boundary line?
0: Well, that's that's what I've been saying. What are the what are the boundaries of the powers between the Congress who has the power to remove the disability. It's all about powers. Please, everybody, use the word powers and the power of the state. Okay, so here's what I say. I say that the issue is what's called a political question. And if you want to look up what that means, you could look up uh, Baker versus Carr, 1962 Supreme Court decision. the Supreme Court has tests for what is a political question. And the main test, there are about six of them, but the main one is... Have all political powers acted upon the issue where they are relevant, and in this case, the the state of Colorado has acted within it, it has at least acted in with what they think is their power to exclude this candidate based on a hearing in which, uh, by a preponderance of the evidence, candidate Trump was found to have likely engaged in an insurrection. Okay, now the Congress could remove that disability, and what does that mean? Well, the way I look at it is. By a two-thirds majority in the Congress in both in both chambers, the Congress could say there was no foul against the United States. We determined by a two-thirds majority that there was no foul or engaging in insurrection against the United States by this individual. And then you'd have both both powers have acted, and now let's say the Colorado said, Well, that's too bad. We're still keeping them off. Now you have a constitutional impasse and the court. Would rightly be able to rule on it, and in that case, I would have to say that because of the supremacy clause, that would mean that Colorado would then lose and say, "Okay, no, you have to keep you if you if he's eligible to be on the ballot and he's the nominee, then you have to keep him on because the the, the Congress has determined that there was no foul against the United States, but until Congress acts, and I'm sorry that you know." They can't make a two, they can't get a a, a two thirds majority. That's not the problem of the Constitution. That's the problem of Congress. Uh, and by the way, Dave, if Congress doesn't act to do that, doesn't that also send a message to the court that maybe they don't want the, the disability removed, or they don't have the power to do it? They don't have the political power. Therefore, this, the power of the the political power of the state of Colorado should prevail. It's about powers yep. and. Yeah, I mean, this. I well, don't see... And then if you're going to say, well, then other states will do it too and it'll be out of control. Look, they didn't care about that in the Dobbs decision, uh, as you just mentioned, and they didn't care about it in Florida. Uh, yeah. You know, that's... Well, and I, I wonder what yeah, kind of decision are they going to make? What kind of ruling are they going to make that's going to be so broad? On the one hand, they like to make narrow rulings, but how are they going to make a ruling without telling us what the powers of, of the states and the, and the Congress is. If they're going to make a broad ruling, they can't just keep you in the dark and say, uh, well, we're not going to tell you what your powers are, but we rule this way. And here's the other thing, Dave. I hope it's not going to be a shadow ruling where they just make, publish their, their holding, but they don't publish anything about the, uh, the rationale, the dicta, the rationale about why they said what they said, and they don't, and the, There's nobody, and no signatures. They have done about 25% of the cases in the last five years uh, have been uh, shadow rulings. 25 of the only about 80 cases they hear every year. And if we don't know who's who's saying what and what the dicta is, not just the holding that they hold uh, against or for one or the other. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, they, could, uh, yeah, they, they got him on double secret probation here, huh? But uh, the, <laughs> the yeah. uh, Colorado and you know Maine, they should uh, could do like uh, what Abbott's done in Texas, just kind of you know just to blow him off. Remember, you was yeah. supposed to uh, nothing happen to him. You know. Well, they're risking. They're risking that.
0: Yeah, and you know what. Uh, they're risking a state blowing them off and and exercising their powers despite a Supreme Court ruling. Uh, uh, There was a a case in 1832 called Worcester v. Georgia, and it had to do with the uh, relocation of the Cherokee people uh, to the Oklahoma Reservation. And, uh, well, the case... You know, Andrew Jackson said uh, of the court. He said Andrew, or he said John Marshall's made his ruling. Now let's see him enforce it, or let him enforce it. Um, so he was thumbing his nose at at the court. Uh, although what he was asking them to enforce was uh, um, basically um, it was kind of vague. But in this case, Colorado could indeed thumb their nose at the court and say, "No, we're keeping him off. What are you going to do about it?" They could. Yeah, You're right. right. I mean, this is he, a
2: real. Um, th- yep. Yeah. You know, like um, when you were messaging you know, like with that, Jim about some of the states, I don't know if you heard when I was talking I with uh, Eric and that, Richard and that, that, that about. I'm, I'm very worried, worried with. Uh, with uh, I don't uh, think he uh, may get Michigan, Michigan, Michigan because of, of the fact that, that like, like that, I said, like about like 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 Dearborn and Hamtramck, you know, with a large population of Muslim and Arabs. And there's been the news today where the vice president was trying to get. Together with the, you know, to try to smooth things over, and they blew her off. They didn't want to wear. Yeah, and, 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 and that you know, you still got North Carolina, you got Florida, Texas. You know, You know, You know, It's gonna be, it's gonna be tight. You know that uh it, it, Yeah. Well, if they if they mean, try to, to keep. Up. Up. Does have you hear anything? Even Michigan? Does she hear anything lately? Or?
0: Um, all I know about Michigan is that I think the GOP in Michigan is a, they're just, they've just fallen on their, they don't even have a head of the, a head of the party in Michigan. They're still fighting over that. And, uh, I, I think that the Democrats are going to do very well in Michigan. Um, I, I think that because the Republicans don't have any money, they obviously have, are, you know, behind in outreach and advertising, uh, campaigning. They have no money. They are like hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, uh, in unpaid bills. They have any? They, they had to close their campaign office, or their, you know, not their campaign, but their 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 party office in Lansing, Michigan, the capital. And it was so bad that they'd have, they have they have so out of money. They haven't even paid their electric bill, and so the electronic <laughs> locks is what I read. This the le- electronic locks have failed, and the building is open. Or it was.
2: Isn't uh, Trump kind of siphoning money off him from that uh, the RNC anyway? But uh,
1: any
2: anyway, um, well, the RNC is. When, um, when you mentioned about you know, Ronnie Reagan, Reagan. Reagan, remember when they used to call him "Whip" on Reagan for sleeping in the office and stuff like that? In the, in the yeah, yeah,
0: well, well, yeah. I mean, Ronald Reagan, they used to get so. I mean, Ronald Reagan, how many times did he say, well, I don't recall in the ongoing Contra hearings? And so, like, yeah. well, that yeah, prompted a lot of people to say, me, well, you know right. what, Ron, you ought to write
2: this. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And now it's, it's just, it is so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. We we're
2: finding out now that he, he really didn't recall because his was all vacant already. But, but then, you know, like I say, Trump's using that one, but members were down. Cassidy and Hutchinson, Hutchinson had, had Trump's lawyer at first telling them, that, telling, them that, telling her that uh, uh, I don't recall or I don't remember. You know, and that's why she got smart. She got rid of that guy because he figured, you know, she's going to be doing some jail time. You know, if it gets cr- found out, right? You know. Right. Well, I heard a, a, a right-wing
0: uh, show I was, I was listening to and called him up, but uh, the, earlier this week, and they said, "Well, listen to listen to this." A uh, uh, Biden, and he's saying, and Biden is saying, "I've just talked to the president of Mexico." And he's and he mentioned. Then he was he was actually talking about the president of Egypt. Okay, he's got two things. He probably did talk to the president of Mexico as well, but he's got two issues, two big issues going on here. But he misspoke and said president of Mexico. Other than that, excuse me, he was he was clear. Um, we knew what he meant, but um, uh, you know, it's like but i I called the show and I said uh, wait a minute Donald Trump just through, three weeks ago said that Nikki Haley was responsible for capital security during the, January 6 and this guy said well how did Trump get into this I said well because you blame the media for giving Biden a pass on this the Biden, uh, they get, the media gave Trump a pass for saying that Nikki Haley was in charge of the capital security and yeah. he goes oh you, you all your mental gymnastics everybody keeps saying I, the you know the word mental gymnastics but uh, I just everybody misspeaks everybody from time to time uh, i mean I children misspeak uh kids at school misspeak I've taught school, I've misspoken as a teacher and said, and the class is saying, don't you mean and you go yeah because everybody does it at every age. it doesn't mean anything and but the the fact that yeah.
2: I was going to say. Go remember when he was vice president and and, uh, and uh, senator? Even he did. He was, you know, one of the most knowledgeable on the foreign. He was, absolutely know, So I'm sure there's a lot of these foreign leaders' names kind of get jumbled around there. But uh, uh, yeah, if you're the president of the United States,
0: you, you have so much in your mind, yeah, that you're going to occasionally misspeak, and people know what you mean. And talk show hosts misspeak not- that- too. Yeah.
2: But don't don't get this one wrong. But what has irritated me a bit is when President Biden has said, "I'm the only one that can beat Donald Trump." You know, that's almost synonymous with "I alone can fix it." I mean, yeah, I, yeah, what I know. You mean, you mean I, I don't think uh, you should have said Democrats that Enough
0: Democrats that
2: could uh, be taking, you know, be winning.
0: I, yeah, don't I, like I
2: that. Yeah.
0: right. He didn't need Mm -hmm. to say that. He he didn't need to say that because, frankly, I think that the fact, like I opened the show with this and I said, Donald Trump is a convicted rapist, a proven fraud and slanderer. He's so out of condition shape. He's so so physically unhealthy that he couldn't run across the street if he was on fire. And this is who, who the Republicans want to nominate to take away all of your rights. A smelly orange fart. That's look. That's what Adam Kingsinger said. He was he was a smelly man. He is a smelly because, of, because he eats junk. He eats garbage. He smells like rotting McDonald's. It's I, I have
2: no.
0: I mean I have no doubt about that.
2: Remember, this is the guy that told told uh, on the radio show that time um, that my uh, my Vietnam, my personal Vietnam was not catching an STD in the eighties or so. Of that kind remember. I'll tell you what, I think
0: it was yeah, I, 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 I couldn't forget that because uh, in 2016, on Father's Day, um, my, my, my father, by the way, we have Republicans and Democrats, aren't we? but my dad would never bring up politics at a family gathering, especially not on Father's Day. He picked up the newspaper and he said, did you see this, what Donald Trump said, that VD was his personal Vietnam? He threw the paper down in disgust. And the reason he did that is because my dad lost his brother in World War II. Very painful uh, thing for his family, my grandparents and my dad. Uh, I don't think my grandparents really ever got over it. But um, my sister, my stepsister, that is, who um, is kind of Republican, she said, uh, well, said, dad, you're not going to vote for Hillary, are you? And my dad looked at her and said, honey, I am not going to vote for Donald Trump. That's all I have to say. about it." Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, and then his latest, his latest story with uh, with Nikki Haley about about her husband. Yeah, that's out of bounds because of the fact she's he's more or less you know besides being over in Africa right now in deployment, he's kind of a civilian in this. He's not running. And how would he if uh, he turned around and said, "Well, where's Melania? We haven't seen Melania in the courtroom with you. Where's Melania? We ain't seen her." You know, right away right. he'd say, "Very up, very You know, and all the veteran right. suckers and losers at the at the cemetery, and you know, right. And, but anyway, listen, let me get off. I don't even got others I want to get to. So uh, okay, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for taking the call.
0: Talk to you again. Okay, f- thanks, Dave. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's um, it, it really was a hit, um, but I do think that, um, that people are, are the people are correct. That people I've heard say it's it's a it's a blip on the screen. It's this is February, you know. I, actually, by by next week or the week after, they'll keep it up because the Republicans were going to keep up that. That Joe Biden is, you know, he he's a he's a um, feeble old man or whatever. They're, they were going to keep that up anyway, uh, so it's it's not something that's going to last a long time. Or certainly, this one they can say, oh, and even Ro- even Robert Hur says so. Well, that's fine, Robert Hur, and people will also read through that that was a kind of a Republican plan. So, okay, we'll be uh, right back and take your call 773-763-9278. Right back in a moment. Back here on Kitchen Table Progressive uh, for a Sunday night in February, a Super Bowl Sunday. On uh, uh, the big event of the year, uh, of course, we're waiting for halftime to see if Taylor Swift is going to, what, uh, endorse Joe Biden or run out on the field and kiss Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey? Or I, I don't know what they're waiting for, but it will be, it will be rewarding and uh, kind of, uh, you know, you can laugh in your sleeve that it turns out to, they're, although they're pulling their hair out by the right wing, it's going to be a complete bust. Uh, I, I don't know, even know if it's been confirmed that she's there. I mean, of course, she's probably there, uh, but sitting in a, a box. Uh, obviously, she's not sitting in the stands. Um, and, and boy, how does she get in and out of there with? I mean, without drawing a, a lot of attention. That's. Um, well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, you know, I was thinking. Um, you know, overall, on par. Uh, Joe Biden had a better a better week than donald trump uh last week. Um, yeah, okay. we got this side swipe job by the special counsel uh, but joe biden isn't i don't think he's rattled by that i think uh dave uh, Dave Hossman of states was you know joe was right joe Biden people think, what what does he what's he good for? one of the things about uh or what has he done? Well, Joe Biden has been uh, a legislature for, what, over 50 years. Um, And that means a real whole lot as president. And I'll tell you why. Um, You know, on the one hand, Donald Trump lost his immunity appeal. Uh, The D.C. Circuit Court said, by by unanimous decision, said, no, you're not immune. Uh, but, But Joe Biden... I'll finish this point, then I'll go back to that part. Sorry. Um, being a legislator is an extremely part, important part, or at least knowing, the legislative process. It's one of Lyndon Johnson's six axioms of effect, being, an, being an effective president and passing effectively passing landmark legislation, which Lyndon Johnson, by the way, he did. Uh passed the Civil Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act, and the Medicare Act, that's huge. I mean, these, these are things that are, these are just staples. These are basic, uh, what do you, uh, you know, milk, bread, eggs. This the staples of milk, bread, flour, and eggs. Staples of our American way of life. Um, the six axioms are of effective legislation. Are first of all uh, speed. You got to you got to go fast with legislation, and he has done that. He, he with a with a razor thin majority, and in some cases not a majority uh, since twenty twenty two, still gotten uh, legislation passed relatively quickly. Uh, secondly, get the economists on your side. Well, I think for, look at the economy. I don't know about the economists, but the, nobody, no economist, even on Fox News, going to deny going to deny that this legislation has helped the economy and is continuing to help the economy and will continue to help the economy. Twenty twenty four is they're not going to be able to slam Joe Biden on the economy. No, not unless uh, a meteor slams into the Earth or slams into the somewhere. Uh, the third thing is. Master the legislative process. Master the legislative process. That's why being a, a legislator for as long as he has matters as president. He knows the legislative process. And he knows what sausage-making it is. And he knows how, oh, I don't know, bogged down it can get. And he knows every detail of what's going on. He, Donald Trump knows none of this. None of it. The fourth thing he says is uh, that Lyndon Johnson's uh, six axioms of effective being an effective president is is give Congress all the credit. And you know what? Joe Biden does that. He does give Congress the credit. Uh, fifth is to go public with what he wants and six to be passionate. Those two, fifth and sixth, go public and be passionate. I think uh, Joe Biden could do a little more. I think he could go more public about what he's trying to do, and he could come across more passionately. But he is kind of a measured, you know, guy. He just, he doesn't, which is one thing I like about him, but I wish, I'd like to see him get a little more excited. Uh, but he, he can do that. He, he's, he has his moments where he can do that. Um, Barack Obama got excited. He was charismatic about that. Donald Trump doesn't know any of this stuff. Donald Trump doesn't know uh, the pace at which you have to accomplish legislative tasks. He doesn't know what the economic implications are. It's just populism all the way. He doesn't have a clue about the legislative process because he's never served in a legislature. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even really know how a bill is passed. He doesn't know anything about Congress at all. And so is Donald Trump ever going to give the Congress all the credit? Hell no, he's not. He's going to give himself credit. That's why he wants, that's, this is the whole thing about the border. Donald Trump wants to stop, and the Republicans are listening to him. He wants to stop the Republicans from from striking a deal, a border deal with the Democrats, because in Donald Trump's mind, that's giving Biden all the credit. But I guarantee you. That Joe Biden, once he signed a border deal, a a a, 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 a bill to, to improve things on the border, would give Congress the credit. He would give them credit for doing the work, because that's who's doing the work. Donald Trump thinks it's all about him. He thinks it's all about oh, I'm gonna let that do that, and and that, and and the Republicans are following that fake. Therefore, they're not going to get credit. They never get credit, right? They never get credit. They will never get credit, whether they're in the majority or not. Did Donald Trump give the Republicans credit for the tax cut that was the 2018 tax cut? No. He took credit for it. They never get credit. And what's wrong with them? Why would they want somebody who does that, who doesn't practice the Lyndon Johnson six axioms of effective being an effective president, effective legislation? Why wouldn't? Why would? They're just. They're, they've lost their minds. They really have kind of lost their their way. Their, there's something wrong with their, um, you know, their, their their compass, their moral compass, and their and their legislative compass. They've lost. They don't know where they are, and they can't find their way home. It's how this guy is dictating to them, and he he's dictating to them uh, right into more defeat. Because I I do think they will be. Roundly and soundly defeated, because as we were talking about uh, the states, um, Michigan. Not only is Michigan going to do things gain uh, in the in the Michigan legislature, they are. Uh, it also means that Republicans aren't going to turn out because Republicans even know that Michigan is a disaster. The GOP there is a disaster. They're not going to turn out. And uh, here's the other thing: if the, the Republicans are in a kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. If they were to nominate, if Nikki Haley were to get the nomination and they say, well, she," the polls say that she could beat Biden. Oh, baloney. You know what the problem is? Maybe she could, but the mega base would never turn out. Because that, that's not what they're about. They're not about beating Joe Biden. They're about Donald Trump. That's why they wouldn't. That's why, that's why the, the, the the Democrats would still, that's why Biden still would win. Is because the MAGA base, they wouldn't turn out. Because if it's not about Trump, they don't care. They're going to go back to, you know, eating their fried bologna and American cheese sandwiches and drinking cheap beer and smoking cigarettes and playing with their guns in their backyard. That's what they were doing before. They're not going to... If it's not about Trump, they don't want to do anything about it. Because this is all about entertainment for them. This isn't about policy and politics and and things issues that they want to... Want to address? I don't think that's what they care about at all. They have grievances because they don't have much money, or they have grievances about race, and they have. It's it's they're the party of social and cultural grievances, and that doesn't ultimately get you anywhere. So you know, I had a a professor at Michigan State years ago. He used to say, "You know what, Richardson? Eventually, America comes to her senses, and that's." what's going to happen in the next couple of years. America is finally going to come to her senses. And we're going to get better. So that's the way it goes. Anyway, we're out of time. Join us again next Sunday at 6 p.m. immediately following the family meeting for another edition of Kitchen Table Progressive right here on AM820 WCPT. Chicago's progressive talk where facts matter. Heartland Signal.